So, Mike, I wanted to talk today about one of the things that, that I think is the equalizer between how big your world gets and um, staying frustrated and in pain, and that's hiring. And by hiring, I mean um, hiring is about um, finding talented people and enrolling them in your vision. Yeah. And it's the, it's the biggest um, differentiator between results for the most part is like, can you have the most talented people and then have them in the right position in order to grow an organization and then manage their energy, keep them motivated, of course, keep them focused and going in the right direction. So um, from a hiring standpoint and from a finding talent standpoint, what do you think the biggest challenge you've had in your organization as far as accomplishing that? My biggest challenge has been identifying, identifying talent, okay. recognizing. So it's a mindset. So from when I first started doing this, I thought everybody, everybody was capable. I could train you to, to do a job and just having awareness of knowing that there's some people that are, are better equipped to do certain things and then making sure that that person is doing that job. So I think that was the, that's the thing that I, that I learned and I've struggled with and um, identifying, you know, the right people and putting them in the right spot. I mean, it's so funny too, because the, when you, when you say I could train you, what I hear you, what I hear is like, we all have this when we're, when we're achievers, we bring ego into the mix because um, saying that like, I can train you implies that like, you have the ability yeah. to change the someone who they are and to become someone that you want them to be in right. order to fit that role. Right. I think we've all actually fallen victim to that. I, I know that I have um, more than one time. And so um, that part doesn't surprise me. And so I guess to paraphrase what you said, it's, it's that you start almost in this like childish leader yeah. mentality of thinking that your that from your ego that you can develop someone into an unnatural skill set because you're that good and then the next level is is realizing that you're only limited in your people development skills yes. therefore you need someone who's naturally talented in that particular um, area of of the career vision process that you're looking for them in and, and so once you identify the talent or once you realize that someone has strength in that, um, what challenge have you faced from once you, I'm assuming you're not still struggling with the, no. like that piece of thinking no. that you can make everyone a rock no, star. No, 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 okay. no, I've totally, I've, I've gotten past that. Okay. The biggest thing from that point is now you have to have receipts. I have to, as a leader, I have to you know, attract talented people. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can say, hey, join my team and I can get 30 people apply, but not all those people have the, capa have the capability of doing the job. You know, that's interesting too, as far as like the, you, I hear attract people all the time, yeah. you know? And, and so I, I really struggle with this because I understand the concept of attracting talent. Got um, however, it to me is sometimes where I struggle is like, do people just knock on my door? When I say that I need to attract someone, what happens if I'm not, if no talent is showing up? Does that mean I'm not great at attracting talent? Where's the gap? And so um, when I think about attracting talent, what it means is like, who do I have to become 
right. in order for really talented people to want to go alongside me wherever I'm going. Right. And, and the only way in which they're going to come alongside me is if I tell my story and who I am. So I, the only way I can attract it is by putting myself out there. Right. Who am I? What's my values? What's my mission? And where am I going? And those people that want to go along on your growth path are the ones that will will choose to potentially follow you on that journey. I think the hard part, though, about saying attracting talent is like it may not be the right time. Right. Right. It may not be the right time for that talented person right. to choose to follow you right. on that journey. It doesn't mean necessarily that you aren't good at attracting talent, though. Yeah. And so that's where I, that's where I kind of struggle with this concept is that, um, and I and I. I totally buy into the idea of attracting talent. It makes perfect sense. We see it happen all over. Right. Um, the challenge, I think, is the next level of that. The ninja skill of attracting talent is, is once you identify it, once you are that person, the person that you probably want to be in a business relationship isn't ready to be in a relationship or make a change with you. Right. You've identified your own gaps before they've identified their willingness to make a change. So... I, I love having these interactions with you because what happens is my noodle starts going. So, <laughs> so just like with anything, whenever, whenever there's an issue, there's always, it's, it's mostly, it's like a, a lack of communication. So, yeah. so when I say attract talent to me, the, the more I'm thinking about it and the more I'm processing it, that's, that's a really passive way to look at it. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the, the, <laughs> What's the, that's the, pro, the, it the promise bad. or whatever? What's that movie I'm thinking of? I don't know. It tasted, it tasted yeah. bad. So I'm not the, I'm not a passive guy. Yeah. So what, when I say that, all that is, that's a synonym for lack of systems. Like I haven't systematized, like there's, you are excellent at attracting talent and getting good Thank people. So what is it that you do on a consistent basis, day in and day out, that maybe I could model? Yeah. And maybe that I can get better. So, as a layperson, they look at people and say, you're attracting talent, when all reality, what you're doing is very active. Yes. And what the top, top guys do is very active. So, I can be a victim and say, Yeah. I'm the not secret. attracting That's talent. That's the book I'm looking for, The Secret, right? The Where secret. you're just going to like. Yeah. Yeah, the law of attraction says I've just attracted talent and you're going to just show up my door and beat it down. And that's because you want to follow me on this growth path. And that might happen, you know, like it could potentially happen. That's actually how I hired my coach was I saw a random post on Facebook that said, write an essay as to why you should be coached by Adam. And I am the person who would never write an essay about anything. And yet, including if it was a homework assignment, and yet I wrote an essay in 10 minutes as to why that person should be me. And then three years later, I'm still paying for it, which was an interesting thing to me. I was like, oh, I'm going to get selected. I'm going right, to win something. Right. Yes. Nope. I actually am still paying for yeah. it. So but uh, you demonstrated to yeah. him, hey, I'm influenced. A part of this yeah. is are you willing to be influenced by me? That's true. Yeah, that's right? true. And yeah. by you doing that, you demonstrated it. I mean, you're a talent. If you're talented, if he said, "Hey, you're talented," and you're able to be influenced, he wants to take you on as a client. Yeah. So I think the difference is you talk about having a system, and so the system of it is if we just break that down or break down maybe what what I do or what others do at a high level or some of the gaps that I've had in in, in this in the past is 
Um, I think in order to attract talent, you have to have a system for dispersing who you are. Okay. You have to be authentic about like, who are you? Who is Mike Bounds? What do you stand for? What is your mission in life? What gives you energy and passion and fulfillment unlike anything else? What makes you wake up and want to go crush life every single day? Oddly enough, I say that my first love in life is work. And as soon as I'm able to lie, as soon as everyone around me is able to accept that, it makes everything else easier. And I say that my first love in life is work is because it's part of my mission. Yeah. And my mission is, a lot of people hear it as work. And, and what I mean is my mission is to impact lives and create big businesses and big thinking for entrepreneurs and real estate agents. Yeah. And so how can I not want to go do that seven days a week? There's nothing tiring about that. No. So I have to be really clear on who I am and what my goals are right. and what my mission is. And then I have to tell everyone about it. And not like in a sleazy, like handing out business cards on the Vegas strip way. Right. But I have to figure out some way to tell and retell that mission over and over and over. And so how, are you, how have you either failed or succeeded in doing that? Um, I think failure is doing something and not giving it enough time to okay. Yeah. To do it. Like everything, like the thing that I'm in my journey of building, building a business is I'm learning that routine is actually what differentiates the really dope people yeah. uh, from the people that kind of fail. So, uh, and that's what, that's at the heart of systems. Like you can't, you got to do it over and over and over again. And so um, from a capacity perspective, I've been working in my business and um, you know, I haven't, I just haven't, focused as much on systematizing that aspect of my business. Uh, but as I grow, um, that is something that uh, I want to, I'm, you know, I'm growing, I'm, I'm transitioning and I'm growing uh, to be more systematic. So just to keep up with it. Yeah. So I think when you, um, and, and there's times that I've done really well with having a, um, a, a talent attraction system. And then times when I think I failed miserably. I mean, and Tyler could attest to the fact that, um, I think when things changed for, for me and for the brand was first I had to show up and get results, right? I had to be somebody yes. who people were willing to follow. So right. no one will follow you if you're not worth following. Right. And, and so you first have to actually go sell something, go do something, Receipts. go be accomplished. Yeah. And then you have, or you have to be really good at getting people to follow. Is it like you're you have some unique outlier quality that people will follow you regardless of results. Right. Uh, and so so you have to go do and you have to go get results. And then um, when you've displayed that you're a doer and that you're an achiever, uh, then you start actually changing the message from being me centered or I centered to being we centered and mission centered. Right. And then there has to be a distribution channel to it. And so it goes from I to we to the public, whether that's, towards attracting clients or attracting talent. Yep. Um, and then how do you get it out there? And so one of the things that we've, we've done as a brand is we've, we've really stopped marketing real estate in general. You know, we don't do really any marketing from a widespread advertisement as far as us selling houses, listing houses, buying houses as a company. Everything is in the um, sharing of values and culture and belief systems and mission. Because what I realized was that no one's in that space. Right. Everyone, every realtor around town is telling you what house they listed. Right. No one is telling you who they are. Right. Yeah. 
And when you start telling people who you are and what you actually stand for and where you're going, that authenticity is so rare that people now want to know why you know something different than what everyone else knows. Right. What's, what's going on? And so to me, I look at your brand and go like, to me, you're pretty, you're pretty clear on like who you are. Yeah. And so who, what is the, what is your like message or your approach to actually having a system for being transparent and authentic? So, uh, so, so far I've leveraged that piece out because I I recognize that, you know, I've, I've used talent, you know, agencies, you know, come in, but from a sales perspective, they, they haven't been the best at that. So the message that, this is what I want to be known for. If you want to know systems and you want to know like the science around selling a home, if the ingredients and you want to consistently, um, you know, get leads and then be coached, I'm the, the, we're the place to be. So you get that on the team. You get that. You, you'll get the support. You'll get the leads. And then you'll get me, which... When you go out on your own, as you know, as yeah. an individual agent, people don't, they don't understand the invisible hand that marketing, <laughs> yeah. like when I was in a model home, you don't realize as a sales counselor, I'm in this model home. You don't realize like the invisible hand of people yeah. that are driving. Someone built that model home and paid for it. Someone yeah, and they're paying marketing, they're driving That's traffic right. and you are doing half of the yeah. job. And when you're a real yeah. estate agent, it's twice the job. It's yeah. your marketing and then you're prospecting, and then you have to be, you know, showtime. You have to be selling the home. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, so I, I love that. Um, when I hear the, um, when I hear what you kind of talk about, about that you push out your message of having the science, the ingredients to get leads, to get business, um, to create results, plus I get Mike Bounds where I would kind of like coach you and the, and the listeners is that what I, what I think the difference is the next level of talent attraction is like those things. I, I, if we think about the Maslow hierarchy of needs, for instance, yes. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs would say that like your physiological and safety needs have to be met. You have to have air or otherwise food doesn't matter. Right. Shelter doesn't matter if you have no food. And and so we keep going up this progression of things that we actually need. And we eventually get to, you know, safety and belonging. So safety, in my opinion, in real estate is leads and business. Yes. Because if you have no money, you have no ability to provide the ne- the physiological needs. And so Mike Bounds provides the the safety portion of the Maslow hierarchy of needs. People want to know how you take them past that. Got it. Right? So, so you, you package the message of here's what you get by being a part of the company. Here's who you become when you accomplish. Right. So who actually do you become by being a part of my world? Because if people want their needs to be provided. Once those needs get provided, they want more. Right. There's never enough needs There's being provided. There's always the next, That's right. that next level in that pyramid. That's right. Because oddly enough, achievers and doers are always dissatisfied. Right. And so if they went from, I mean, I've encountered this in my own organization that says, you know, I've taken people from $40,000 incomes 12 months later to 140 and 200. Right. And, and so you go, well, 
I just helped you grow 4X your income in 12 months and they still want more or not enough, right? And so the only thing that fills that next level is how do you build the person into who they become? It never stops because people want growth once everything else is provided. I tell tell my crew, this is, look, this is teamwork. Yeah. So it's, it's, they always say one plus one equals three. It's cliche, but when you're on a team, it's legit. Yeah. My job is to make the phone ring. Your job is to answer it. And then I train you, I recruit you, I hold you, I hold you accountable. If you do this, then this is a result you're going to get. And if you've already demonstrated that you've done this amount of business on your own, when you come here, this is a partnership. You're going to get more from me than I'll ever get from you because I'm generating leads for you. Yeah. So I'm literally taking part of your job. It's leverage. It's the same thing. It's leverage. I'm taking the hardest, crappiest part of your job and I've got it. All you have to do is show up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I sell. I sell that you're going to do like I ask people all the time. Would you rather have a, a whole grape? Or would you like a chunk of a watermelon? Yeah. When you come here, you're going to get a chunk of a watermelon. Yeah. It's you get more. So, yeah. you know what's interesting though is, um, like you're 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 totally on the right track. We hear that message over and over and over in our industry, and yet what what changed for my business is, um, you know, we've had the the top four rookies and and uh, you know our our area for Keller Williams four years in a row, mm-hmm. and. And so what that means is, in my opinion, is we are people developers and we have a system for developing people. And we also have to have a system for recruiting talent with no real estate experience. And so what I realized was that when we would compete on recruiting appointments, we were never, we were always the most expensive option. As in like, in our world, it's all about splits, right? And so right, we were right, always the yeah. least attractive split and, and most of the time still are. Yeah. And yet I never talk about splits on that appointment ever. Yeah. And the people who partner with us have no interest in splits. And that's because the people that partner with us um, aren't focused on the one plus one plus equals three. They come to the company because it's one plus one equals legacy. Right, yeah. And so if we're talking about splits, we're not, they don't understand our mission. Right, I get that. I totally get that. When I'm recruiting people and I'm having conversations and I got to still still keep having a conversation, like, why is it that you're that I'm paying this? Yeah. And, and I'm like, hold on. But you're going to make this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a first world problem, though, to say we've kind of joked about it. But I think the next level of that conversation is, I would say, on your next recruiting appointment, go, you're going to make this. But, you know, that doesn't really matter. That's yeah. an expectation here. You have to make this to stay. You're, if I if all you do is make this by being a part of the organization, I failed you as a company and right. as a leader. Because if I don't make you generational income and passive income, horizontal streams, if I don't develop you as a person, um, as a as a business partner, and as you know your your spouse and who you are, then I failed you. And so you know I'm on a call just a minute ago with with um, a recruit um, that were. That, we're doing a lot of hiring conversations right now. And, yeah. and so I'm on a conversation and, um, she, I said, so what are your, what are your compensation goals? That's a hard question when you've posted a job ad. Cause you know that yeah. they think it's a negotiation. And in my mind, there's no negotiation. Right. I want to understand how you think. And so 
I, she tells me 60,000 or no, I said, so what do you want to make in 12 months and five years from now for us to be sitting down here and everything to be amazing? How much do you want to earn? And so she says 60,000, 12 months from now, 100,000, five years from now. And, um, and so what I told her is if we're sitting down five years from now and you're at 100,000 and that's your only stream of income, I failed you. Yeah. This organization has yeah. not grown you as a person and you've chosen not to aggressively pursue your highest potential. Yeah. And so that subtle change is different than every other conversation. Yeah. And I think that's what attracts a talented people to an organization is, is that, that challenge and mindset change that goes, well, what? Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. This dude just told me on a job interview that if all I make is a hundred grand, then then you failed. Yeah. Why does what? Yeah. Nobody says yeah. that on a job yeah, interview. Nobody does. What's that dude know that I don't know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that I think is what you want to leave talented people with. And so I, you know, I think about that story I told a minute ago about me hiring my me writing an essay to um right. to hire Adam as a coach. What I thought was I was going to win something. Um, and yet what I do is pay for it. Right. And I joke just because we actually, we pay a lot of money actually, um, uh, in multiple coaching conversations with Adam. And the reason why is because he achieved at a massive level. And I remember, I remember seeing him at mega camp. Um, and then shortly thereafter at family reunion, I wasn't a part of the company and, um, there were all these achievers on stage and they all sounded alike except for Adam. Right. And I was like, wait a minute, this dude doesn't sound like everyone else up here. I don't understand what he's talking about. But because I didn't understand what he was talking about, he stood out. And I'm like, I need to figure out what this guy knows that no one, no one else up here knows because right. he sounds way different yeah. than they do. And that, that gap of trying to, un, trying to fill the gap of knowing, of, fill the gap of understanding what does he know that I don't know that gets him a result that I want right. is what is what attracted me to try to understand more of that. And so in your branding, there's something that you understand at a really high level that allowed you to be an achiever that attracted people want that, that talented people want to know. Yeah. What is that? So on a high level, um, I just think that it's, I think it's amplification. I really do. I mean, I think it's what, what you what you said earlier, like, okay, I'm the bottleneck. There's only there's only so much time in a day, right? So how am I able to get more done? I need to align with talented individuals and talented people. And then talented people need to get need, need to align with other talented people so that they can be amplified. Yeah. So that's my message is like, you know. You join the join a team. It's like you just join a team, and it's and you can do so much more. And you make sure that you you find somebody who is going to align with with what it is that you're what you're trying to do in your vision, and they have the capa- the capacity. How much have you grown in um, the last three years? I've grown a massive amount. In what ways? So I've grown in that I am. Oh, I am like. You just don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I've learned a whole lot about what I don't know. So right now I'm in a journey to where I'm trying to fill those gaps. Um, and what I'm finding is like it's it's systems. 
So it's just taking the time to put those systems in place in order to, and then aligning with people to run. Them. So just imagine you were an incredibly talented and accomplished agent prior, you know, three years ago or whatever. Yeah. And you said that you've grown exponentially in three years. How many transactions do you think you did three years ago? Oh, probably a hundred. A hundred plus, right? Yeah, Something in that plus, range, right? Yeah. And so. But I was, it was all me. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I couldn't figure out how to like not it not just to do it through with others yeah so i want to like so if you think about this the next level for you and for others is there's a there's a mike bounds 2016 out there yeah who's crushing it at a high level who thinks they know what they're doing right and who thinks they've they've accomplished and yet what i heard you say was that You've changed exponentially in three oh. years, even as someone who was a high achiever. I was pretty, yeah, I was killing it. And I was, it was. <laughs> and so, so then the tweak yeah. for you is, is that yeah. like now there's a gap for yeah. that person. The Mike Bounds 2016 is looking for you right now to be the conduit for their growth. Right. So what has been the multiplier then for you to grow exponentially? So because that's going to be the message for you to attract the talent is whatever's been whatever's caused you to grow. Now you have to pay it forward to the next person to attract them. You want to know I messed up. Well, the way I built my team, I did it the wrong way. Um, I I you know I read you know Gary Keller's book, it's a great book, and I did it wrong. I started hiring people, and so hiring salespeople specifically um, instead of. I always give people the, you know, um, instead of hiring an admin or hiring someone so that I do more. And by doing that, I, I just burned a bunch of people out, Yeah, you know, because I was burning out and then I have a really high level of the, where I burn out and people just burn out before that. So if I would have, if I would have grew properly, I, I don't think I would have had the, the pains that I had now that I'm super aware of it. Um, I'm super aware of it. That gives me leverage. So I t this is a story I tell people. So there's a four thousand dollar or four thousand pound you know truck out there right now. I can lift that truck. I can either get all of us and we can all go get on the back of that truck and try to lift it, or I can go get a jack and I can go and I can lift it. So that's what my admin does. You know, yeah. I need to bring an admin. I needed to bring an admin in. I have my wife helps me with that and it's helped me so much. So we were talking before we got on air about this concept and, and, you know, I said recruiting in real estate is really, really prominent right now. It seems like more, it's just a wildly competitive market that everyone's being recruited by everyone. It seems yeah. like, and to a point now where it's just like, I think everyone's just numb and mute to all the recruiting that goes on. But what was the reason you said that why you were at Keller Williams? It's a mindset. So yeah. it's a, it's a mindset. So there's, there's, um, the reason why I decided to join Keller Williams is, um, when I look at the, the host, there's a bunch of options and there was a bunch of people that recruited me. Um, I just, I look at it as like, do I want to have a Chick-fil-A franchise or do I want to have a Steak and Shake franchise? And so do I want to sit with millionaires or do I want to save money? So I just, I decided I wanted to become a millionaire. So I went to a place to where I know millionaires. I would love to be one one day. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that was the reason why I did it. So what's the difference between those millionaires and the other option you had? 
they think differently. I'm sitting here having a conversation and every time I'm like, man, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I'm here. You pay for results. So yeah. I can either get a discount and nobody's talking to me or I can sit with millionaires. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, that's massive. And so what you find though is, is that like, if you think about that, you're going to like your system for attracting talent and recruiting talent is actually reverse engineering that. That's it. Because you go, okay, wait, the Mike Bounds who sells a hundred plus homes and is recruited by most companies in town chooses to go the place where his thinking is stretched Different. the most. And so then your your goal as a leader and as a as someone who knows that your world is capped by the talented people around you goes, okay, now I have to grow my thinking big enough to where I can alter the thinking of everyone else that I come in contact with. That's it. What you find is that your business is actually yourself. Yeah. At that point. You are the business because your thinking dictates how big your world can get. And so as your thinking grows, it's it's your responsibility as a leader, as a as a visionary that people want to follow, that you have to then somehow get that new challenging thought process out to people. And so when you package then the the okay, this is what you get. You get the science of proven results plus the thinking of who you need to become in order to be who you want in order to create a legacy that's worth leaving. Now you've met, now you've finally put together the like right recruiting package that yep. talented people want to be a part of. Yeah, I know that's it, and I, I see it. So, like, <laughs> so that's I think the biggest um, turn is that people try to recruit to a tangible, yeah, outcome that says if you join this company, this is what you get, and then you get people that always want to get something from you. Yeah, what you need is people who want to give something to right. you in order to get more in return for themselves. There's definitely people like you can tell when there's the people they kind of suck. Like you hire them and yeah. they want you to pay. Like they don't understand. Like if we come in here and we all, this is like a pickup basketball. When you go, yeah. I want the most talent. That's who the people I'm picking so we can win. We can run. So like when we're doing this as an organization, you want people that view their your business as their business. This is a partnership. Yeah. So yeah. And you want to surround, because if you get people that just come in here for a paycheck, you get enough of those and they'll run you into the ground. Yeah. I love that. So one of the things that works that I found that works well for me that I try my objective then, um, a, I find it enjoyable and B um, I learn from it and, and, and I just can't like prevent myself from doing it every time. It's like this like urge. I just can't stop. It's like a runaway train, but like I have to challenge people and everything. I'm just a challenger period. And, um, and so you know, I'm on that. I'm on a hiring call a minute ago with someone who who applies for an admin position. Yet you can tell from just the conversation that it doesn't sound like an admin conversation. I, I asked the question, "Why would I not hire you?" And her response was, "Well, I don't, you know, I, like what I don't want to hear from someone is is there's no reason why you wouldn't hire me. I'm perfect. Right. I don't yeah. want to work with that person. I yeah. want to know is are you self aware enough? Yeah. To know what your drawbacks and limitations are, and so. Um, she indicated her drawback or limitation was potentially that she um, was too like outgoing or um, could be um, could talk too much. Mm -hmm. So 
I hear that and go, I've never hired an admin or talked to an admin perfect job fit that ever has been said, I talk too much. No. Right? It's like, I'm not social enough. Yes. And so I like yeah. people skills. And right. so I immediately, I, my awareness goes up and says, this is someone who's not in this fit. So why did she apply for this job that clearly said administrative? Right. And I need to peel back and understand what was the motivator. Well, the motivator was that lacked the confidence to, to jump out of the plane without a parachute and get into real estate because I've heard that real estate is hard. I've heard that agents fail. I've heard that if you don't have a big network and nowhere to fish, that you don't get any money and you fail out of the business. Right. Perfect. Now yeah. I know where my gap is, right? Right. So now I've got to challenge her or anyone to close the gap by believing in themselves. Right. And then being the conduit to be able to like fulfill what their actual greatness is where, instead where of settling for yeah. some seat on the bus, bus that they yep. don't actually fit in. Yep. I know. I, when I went, I they used to sell cars. Yeah. And I went to the car dealership to apply for, to change oil. Could you imagine me changing people's oil? <laughs> yeah, like, no way, dude. No literally, way. dude. I went and applied. And they were like, you're a better car salesman. Come up here. And then they that's awesome. So why did you, so that's perfect. Okay. Next so thing you know, I'm selling cars. So this, is a perfect, job. this is a, this is a fantastic <laughs> example because you, you didn't apply for a car sales. No. Role. Why? I was 19. Because I, I just needed a job. I was 19. I needed a job. There was a, a oil was change. Was there a car salesman job there that you could have applied for? No, okay. I applied. Their only job they had was to change oil. So I needed a job. Did they find a job for you? They they said you I think you'd be good up here so they hired me as a sales guy so they weren't hiring for a sales role That's and they hired you for a sales role yeah which which to me is is an incredible takeaway as a business <laughs> owner because what I hear is that when when talented people are identified oh, and we clear on what talent looks like we will find a position for them on right. the bus yeah that spot didn't exist no. But you didn't even know what you didn't know, which was you didn't know that you could sell cars. Yeah. You didn't have, you lacked no the awareness and the confidence to believe that you were qualified for the job. Oh, I had totally no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But I went in there thinking that I could change oil. Yeah. I know I changed my oil so I could change Can't be that oil. hard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you probably could have changed oil. Truthfully. I know. And I would have hated it. That's right. And so think about the difference though yeah. between, is that company still open? Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're they're a lot of car companies went out since you were yeah, nineteen. Yeah, they're still there, and I learned from that. I mean, because if if he would have, most people would have taken and shoehorned that kid and said, "Hey, this is the need," and they would have had me changing oil. Yeah, and then I would have been there for two weeks, and then I would have been no telling where I would have yeah, been. Yeah, that's right. And so the difference I hear is is that person um, and that the culture of that company is one that says we don't just fill gaps in in our org chart yeah. to fill them. We we grow and develop talent, talent so that we have a growing and developing organization that's sustainable. Yeah. And yet oftentimes what we try to do is fill positions with people that aren't actually a fit for the position because the position's open and we're in pain. Don't the Patriots do that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want right. to say it. That tasted yeah. bad. Where they where they, they just they, hire they just they recruit, right. they they do the best person in the draft. It doesn't matter if they're the tight end right. or a quarterback. That's right. Yeah. And so when it comes time for somebody in the Patriots organization to want more money because they achieved, they're gone. 
That's right. They got a backup that's a beast. That's right. You, mm-hmm. Troy Brown, you know, was a late round <laughs> draft pick. Wes Welker, late round draft pick. Danny Anamandola, late round. I mean, over and o- over. Um, Julian Edelman, late rounder. Yeah. The last four wide receivers for the Patriots in the Super Bowl have literally been like nobodies. Nobodies. That all of a sudden became somebodies in a great system with someone who multiplies talent and puts them in the right organizational fit. That's it. And so as an as a business owner, your role is not to fill gaps. It's to develop people so that you can grow an organization and grow people simultaneously. And so um, I love that you, I, I think there's another takeaway, which is that, that you apply for a job you thought you were qualified for. Yeah. He saw something in me that I didn't see. Which means you would have never applied. If that job ad was for a salesperson, you would have never applied for it. You might have. Well, this is what happened. I'll go a little bit. I actually had applied for a sales position at a Ford dealership, but I was in college and um, something changed. I ended up, I had, you know, and so I I probably would have. I probably would have. But I had just been dejected by that one and I was really disappointed. So you didn't, so you basically... Didn't get hired, didn't get a role. As I said, you weren't doing the sales role. And so you lost the confidence to some yeah. degree in yourself. Yeah. Which means you apply for whatever's just, available. I just What's was next? getting what I could get. I was 19. That's I had right. my son. Yeah. So I was just trying to do something. So where I would challenge you then as a business owner that says, how many positions are you posting and missing out on talent where what you're looking for is a starting, you've, you know, you've posted a job ad for a starting quarterback but the rookie who has massive emerging talent yeah. doesn't think they're a starting quarterback yet, so they don't apply for your job. Yeah. How do you get awareness and exposure to both? Yeah. And then have the capacity to systematically, like it's all yeah. going through it, and then being able to like recognize diamonds in the rough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's when you bring someone in, that brings a lot of energy, a lot of time. So you just got to systematically do that. The biggest thing for me was I realized that I, I used to systematically, you know, time block to reach out to potential prospects, clients. You need to do the same thing. My new prospects are talented individuals, whether or not it's other real estate that's agents right. or whether or not that's, you know, a school teacher who wants to get into yeah. real estate. So you just have to have that mindset where you have to constantly, every time I go to dinner, and I mean, here lately, we haven't, I haven't been to a restaurant. That waitress, you know, I'm constantly trying to, that Delta. Yeah. People that don't even realize that they could be really dope at this. Yeah. And they just need to be woken up. Yeah. Man, that's funny, too, because uh, I, I feel like everywhere we go, and this is like one of the most talked about topics, Tyler, is that. People always want to know, like, where do you find people? How do you hire people? How do you get started as a team or or as a company in general? Like, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a self-performer, how do you stop? How do you take the next step? Yes. And I, I mean, this is where I got stuck. And this is how I actually joined Keller Williams was I was a really strong self, self-performer like you, Mike. And yet I was tapped out. I had nothing left. Mm-hmm. Like. Seven days a week, uh, yeah. seventeen-hour days. Not much has changed, but like long days. Now, now I have way more energy. Yeah. And uh, and 
I didn't know how to go to the next level. Yeah. I needed somebody to help me yeah. hire people because it seemed so overwhelming. How yeah. much do I pay them? What do they do? Where do I find them? Are they W-2? Are they 1099? Yeah. All these questions I didn't know answers to. And so that's why I joined Keller Williams. Was someone solved my pain, which was having the blueprint for how to do this. And so um, kind of the thing that I always share is that, A, you fail at it. Like you suck at it. You have to first come to grips with the fact that you're a terrible person at hiring and identifying talent. And it's no different than trying to ride a bike because the first time you try to ride a bike when you're a kid is you're terrible at that too. You fell over most likely and skinned your knee. And if the only thing you remember is the damage that you did when you fell off the bike, then you'll never be good at riding a bike. And so you have to be willing to get back on the bike and try to ride the thing again in order to finally get better at riding it. But, but if you ride your bike long enough, you will fall over again. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Even if you're a good bike rider in the Tour de France, you still fall over. Yeah. And so you, no matter how good you get at hiring, you never achieve mastery. Right. People development is a job you can't win at. Yeah. And so you look at the other day, I was thinking about this because I saw someone posted on Facebook that they put put someone through the Keller personality assessment process, the career visioning process, and they followed all the steps, checked all the boxes, and 40 days later, they quit. And my first gut reaction was like, oh, what's wrong with that leader? Oh, that person must not be worth following. And so my gut was, oh, what's who can I place blame on? Right. And as I step back, I'm like, well, wait a minute. What's my track record look like? Yeah. Oh, it took, I failed the first four hires. Yeah. No one, no one is with me that I hired five years ago. Yeah. In fact, 10 of the last 15 aren't still with me today. Right. And then I was like, oh, wait, what's Gary Keller's track record look like? Right. 2015, um, the leadership team, they're, they're all same. gone. They're gone. They're That's gone. right. Yeah. And, and yet... Keller Williams grew to the the number one real estate company in the world. Yeah, CEO, CEO before that person, the you know a number of the people on the leadership team in the top performing sales organization in the world gone. Yeah, yeah. So that tells you that it's systems and it's interchangeable. That's right. You can't be attached to the person. Yes. I hate to say that because what, what I'm not saying is that you can't be attached to people. It's just that you can't be attached to that person being the only one in an organization who can carry out the mission. Right. Because the mission is more important than the people when you have a great mission. Yes. And you only get to serve the people in your organization for whatever that chapter of their life serves them and serves your organization. Yeah. So... I look at it, it goes, I don't expect that someone would be a part of my world from the start to the finish, unless we continue to be in alignment and it still continues to align with their career and life goals. Yeah. I don't expect them to be blindly loyal. I expect them to be honest and I expect us to be in dialogue for when we serve each other and don't. Yeah. And so it might just be a chapter. It might be six chapters of their life, but... I don't expect them to stay forever. Yeah, I mean, it. It. it, it I mean, this is the thing. It's their car. It's. I don't hate to say that. I mean, it's just. It's. It's. It's a machine. So the business is. I look at it as a, a machine, and there's parts to the machine that are interchangeable. And as I grow, and even myself, this is. The, there's some challenges and limits that I have. So guess what? I have to have the ego enough to know that I'm not good at this and fire myself and get somebody else 
that could step in and do that. So that's the whole the whole organization and everybody in that organization, you want them to be equally excellent at it. So that's the thing. You have to recognize excellence. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't see it like it just takes a while for you to see it. I mean, three years from now, I hey, come on, let's go. And now I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> because I've hired a lot of people in the last three years and I see like I see trends. And and so you just get better at it. There's every time I've hired somebody, I've I've learned from it. I've taken it and I've said, you know what? I, this is what I would have done differently. And I try to be a better leader. Like the biggest thing is I roll my sleeves up. Yeah. There's every, there's nothing I would ask anybody to do that I wouldn't do myself. So that's the difference though, I think is, is when business owners tap out, you know, as I coach a lot of agents, um, I have some that are just like, I feel stuck. I feel like I'm in the same spot. I was three years ago, five years ago, whatever that time frame is. And, and then I, I kind of challenge them in saying like, you learned nothing. Yeah. You learned nothing in three years of failing yeah. or feeling stuck. Yeah. In which case, that's a you problem. Yeah. Because what that means is you haven't sat with yourself long enough in the pain of not growing to figure out why you haven't grown. Yeah. Because when you sit long enough in that pain of not being <laughs> where you want to go, Man. you start to understand what caused that outcome. Yeah. And, and that's the, the revision of you going inside and, dis, and deciding who were you not um, that you needed to be that didn't allow you to make the progress. What bad hires did you make? What, how did you not show up to support someone? How did you, how did you not be in dialogue with them to know that, that you, so that they would know that you care about them? Yeah. Well, if, if you're stuck, it's because you haven't reviewed your own history and you're and accepted enough responsibility for it as a leader in order to be where you want to be. Yeah. And if it was easy, everyone would have a really big business and right. it wouldn't take very long. It's supposed to be hard. Yeah. It's supposed to be painful and suck. And it's, it's in that pain and suck that we actually get the most growth because that's where we learn yeah. about what we don't want next. Yeah. When we fall down is when we actually learn to ride better. To be honest with you, like I wouldn't trade the last, I mean, I would like yeah. the last three years was really yeah. hard, but like I learned so much. And as I said, I've, I've grown exponentially. And out of that, when I was comfortable, you know, I see you stay, you stay where you are. And so out of that pain, you grow. I just, I want to be the dopest and that's what drives me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I look at it and go, like, look at you. I mean, Tyler and I like, uh, Tyler, you started shooting, I think a few listing photos or so. Oh, started by shooting a video, a walkthrough <laughs> video that I saw on, on another agent's social media. And for some reason we just needed a walkthrough video. I probably committed to do it on a listing appointment or something. And so <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I checked the box. Yeah. And so, so I hired, we hired you to shoot a listing video walkthrough and we had no relationship, no awareness of each other. And then I think you shot a few listings for us as far as the still photos. And then we had a client event that I was like, Oh, let's shoot some video for this. Right. So then you shot the video for that. I didn't want to go watch the movie. It was probably some kids' movie or oh, it was Star Wars. I didn't want to go in and watch the movie, so Tyler and I hung out out and just chatted for like two hours. I had been taking pictures for you for like a year. And I, that was the first time I met you. Yeah, it was the first conversation. Crazy. A year later, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that conversation, I was like, "Oh, I like this dude." Yeah. Okay. And so I'm like, well, 
and and we weren't going to rehire you guys. Remember, because like our my admin were complaining. Yeah, my admin were like, "Oh, we why why do we have to keep using them? Their mm-hmm. file size on their photos is too big, and we have to resize all these things every single time we post a listing. And we list a lot of houses, so now it takes a bunch of time and right. work. Can we just hire someone else?" And after we talked, I was like, "Hey." Can you guys switch up this Just process? Just make this smaller. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, one click. Right? They're like, oh, okay. That's My it. bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, that's but, funny. And and yet, yeah, when we we started working together, it was because a we started building that relationship, but b like I have an org chart, a vision chart that had a director of video relations on it. Right. Everybody, including myself, was like, well, that shit ain't gonna happen, right? right. Like right. a director of what video marketing, like. Yeah. What kind of crazy role is that? And I don't know if we I caught you on the right day or what, but eventually I was like, hey, this red shirt would look pretty good on you, man. You want one you want me to get you a red shirt? What size do you wear? And and that kind of started the dialogue around, well, what would it look like if we did actually try to do something together? What are your goals? Well, did they align with what I think this video marketing director position might look like? Right. Let's kick it down the road and see what it could look like. And so over the course of several of a few months, we talked about what does Tyler want to see the role look like if we partner together? What do I think the potential looks like together? And then so we get together on it and everyone, just the shade storm is overflowing as soon as it happens, right? And because it was uncomfortable and it was different. Right. Right. And the, the difference was I was putting out our message, our mission, Your story, our story. That's right. And realtors didn't put out missions and messages and stories at the time. And then was, that was a full-time role, right? Every day we were working, shooting video together. And like, you would show up at my house and basically like follow me around and shoot video all day. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then somehow it like got to where then it wasn't a full-time role. Then you start like helping Oh, I know what it was. Agents started asking, hey, can I borrow Tyler for a minute? Like, yeah. like I saw your videos. Can we borrow Tyler for a minute to do something? Yeah, you had to I shoot something, a, right? We did the uh, social media yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So people start asking me, hey, can we borrow Tyler? He looks like he's got some talent. Can we? And then I had to, I got to make a choice then that goes, am I going to hold Tyler back? Right. Or am I going to be really abundant in thinking that like, we can we can be in dialogue around what goals do I have? Do they still align with what Tyler's goals are? Or could he do something bigger if he goes out and builds an organization um, or accomplishes goals with other people? Yeah. So to where, I don't know, what do we work together now? Maybe a day every other week, it seems like. You went from every day to every 14 days. And yet, anytime we travel anywhere, if I go by myself or vice versa, the other person is somebody always goes, Hey, where's Tyler at? Right. Well, Tyler right. not with you today. Right. And it's like literally every one day, every Y'all other amplify. week. You, you, yeah. That's sweet, man. I mean, it's just, that's awesome. But the difference is like when you try to restrict that, right. Cause like, I've got to look at it and go, this is a chapter. Right. Well, that's this, a mindset of abundance. Though, yeah. Man. Like this is the thing you, you're blessed for the, the time and that's opportunity right. and right. you can pour into, and it comes back to you. That's right. It's but not most much. People, yeah. yeah, most people are like, oh, I don't want you to go. You got to be yeah. with me five days a week. Yeah, and so right. by doing that, you're doing more and you're doing more. Yeah. Uh, and so the only, re- like, I mean, trust me, there are days that like my lower self thinks, 
yeah damn like yeah. i probably should have just said no yeah you know they're like and then and i've never said that to yeah. you or even out loud yeah <laughs> there's days that i'm like oh it would be easier if mm-hmm. it was still every day full time like yeah. what would that look like and yet what what i always have to think of is like that's about me yeah that is not in alignment with the mission right so if you have a choice to make you can either be, you can either live your mission or you can live like me. the most selfish way of me yeah and that's an easy way for me to make a decision that goes, um, if your goal is to impact people and create businesses worth owning for entrepreneurs and real estate agents, how can you say, hey, no, don't get too big. Don't go work with other people and go build a business. Yeah. This is a byproduct of film, like, because we went to a dozen states. Yeah. About thinking bigger. Yeah. And so it is just like, after a while, you start thinking bigger. Yeah. So, but this is the thing that happens. Like, you're going to grow. And that growth is going to attract someone else, and you'll it'll just keep. That's right. It'll and you always get talent versus taking that one person that you've held you know captive That's for right. the last however long, mm-hmm. and they're disgruntled, cussing you out behind your yeah. back. I get it, it but you got to be brave. Yeah, and and you have to be somebody who launches people too. Like yeah. you have to be the conduit for what people want to accomplish by being a part of your world for whatever that duration is. Yeah. It might be six weeks, six months, or six years. You have to have added value and launched someone to that next phase in order to attract more talent and people who want to go to the next yeah. phase. And we all have seasons. Is what you were saying. It's like, yeah. I might, that chapter might be four chapters. Yep. But it might come back in a later. That's time. right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, especially once COVID's done too, I feel like you've got a lot more to talk about since oh, we're for sure. able to talk to people. So. Since we were actually able to leave the house in yeah. the state. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah for I got sure. my mask here. So for anybody, <laughs> Crown Royal, my wife hates it. That's pretty That's sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It smells like Crown Royal. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, all right, well, cool. Well, in conclusion, I guess, uh, you know, I think about this. It's like, I think the recipe for talent acquisition then is first getting clear on who you are and who people become as a byproduct of being with with you either as a person or as a business right because it is that clarity that attracts people to your mission and then when they're part of your world you have to multiply them right you have to you have to grow them to whether you grow them to the walking phase or the running phase or the driving phase right your goal is growing people when you're a leader who's focused on a growing organization right yeah. It's no different than parenting yeah you can't want your parent your children to live at home with you forever yeah and so you have to you have to grow them to a spot of wanting them to actually leave, but still have the opportunity to always stay. Yeah. And and so talented people, because talented people, man, want that was that sweet, freedom. bro. Hold on, hold on, time out. You took them to church on that. Can <laughs> we do that again? You got to do that again. So I think so. I, I think when we look at bringing talented people into our world, it's no different than parenting. That you have to develop. Your, your, the life cycle of growing your kids is, is you have to want to teach them how to crawl, teach them how to walk, yeah. teach them how to run, teach them how to drive, teach them how to be self-sufficient and independent, but give them the safety and the love to come back and always be a part of your world. Yeah. And so that means that, w- that while they are independent 
and can function independently, they still want to function as a part of your family, your organization, right. and who you stand for. That's it. And so you, you think about it, it's like we have no problem at all wanting that for our children. Why don't we want that for people in our organization? Is because know. we think that if they grow too big, that they'll outgrow us. Yeah. Which is why as a leader, you have to always stay one step ahead of the business is always you. You have to always be growing yourself so as to grow big enough to where no one ever grows out. That's right. Ain't nobody going to outgrow me. That's right. And so the (laughs) the job every day eventually is you wake up to grow yourself. Yeah. And by growing yourself, you grow an organization that is so big no one can ever leave. Yeah. And love it. That's the dopest. That's dope. Take it to church. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Cool. Thanks, dude. That was sweet, man. It was good.